the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Good morning, everyone. How are you today? This is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from Key Largo. A cool, dry, beautiful weather Key Largo at the in the midst of the spring break. And we'll talk about that a little later, what Miami's doing about it, what the Florida Keys are and all that stuff and what we're seeing. The weather, once again, is gorgeous. Temperature's low. Uh, the, the humidity's low. It's just one of those days. I don't, I don't know what happens to someone down here acclimatizing to it, living down here all the time, and you just feel. I mean, I'm sure there's listeners. We have listeners in India and Vietnam, uh, uh, but most of our listeners from the United States, northern parts in the United States, we have listeners from the Florida, so they don't recognize it as much, but they're used to a certain level of humidity. And it's uncomfortable. There's a lot of uh, Florida, but finally the population exploded in Florida once air conditioning came about because of the heat. Now, if you look at the old time photos, pre. 1960, every businessman down here was wearing one of those linen suits that always looked at in a hat. And the temperature, in the Keys at least, most of the time it hovers in the, the lower 80s, mid 80s, and it gets up to the upper 80s, and it just varies with the humidity level because we're surrounded by water, and that's a moderating influence. So when it gets... After being down here a while, you distinctly feel when the humidity drops below 80%, the temperature drops along with it. Uh, just the humidity dropping, you feel the dry air. You can just feel, oh, this dry air coming in. And you, you may, if you're attuned to it and you're thinking about it, yeah, you may feel about it up north, but I think you really feel for it down here. Now, the reason I was thinking about it is because of all the videos you have of people every so often, these are middle-aged people who venture outside their houses after an ice storm. And they have an ice-covered sidewalk, and they're on a hill. And you just seem to go down, slide down the driveway, or stepping out and just falling on their ass. I know some people get seriously injured from that, but other people just have hilarious video clips because of that. And I was wondering, because I, by the time I was 16 years old, up north, I knew, even the year or two after that, I knew what it was like to drive on ice, let alone walk. So I was never surprised. I was, it wasn't a surprise when I walked out. I was, I was ready for it. It was how hard it was going to be to go down those steps. But you're, you're doing it carefully. You never do it with the confidence you see in those videos where people walk out, boom. They just, you know, they just look like they're breaking their back. 
And I thought, well, maybe it's a mix where you have someone from my neck of the woods now who doesn't experience go up there and it's their first approach to something like that. It's like the people that first time they go through a hurricane. They don't know what it's like unless you go through a couple tropical storms and you hear the winds howling for a while. You really don't feel the brunt of it. And some people, you know, if they got the right kind of structure being, they really don't give a shit. But then the other ones, the first time you go through something like that and you hear it the whole time, it kind of breaks you down psychologically to hear that wind howling so hard, so long. I mean, it's similar. I guess it's similar up north to one of those blizzards where you hear the wind and you can just feel the, the pounding of the snow against the structure that you're in. But how long did it take me to become floridated, floridized, or keys? How long did the keysification process take? So when it's 60 degrees, I feel a bit chilly when I'm not dressed warmer. Or like not being bothered by high temperatures as much. Except for people, for me, it's people talking about it how hot it is. It's planning in your head that you should be uncomfortable. I used, I worked at a tiki hut where the um, very little air moved and it could be in the mid-90s with all the people, very humid, and you just drink a lot of water and you sweat. You know, you tell off. I guess if you're sweating, you can, you get all that salt going to you. You don't necessarily, that salt may take some of the body odor away from you. You As long as you're not wearing wet clothing and you're relatively clean, you don't, you know, when you start smelling yourself, that's the key. When you smell, you say, wow, something stinks around here and it's you. That's, that's usually a thing for that. And I'm sure that happens up north too because, you know, when you're cold, it's harder to, you get motivated to jump in the shower and shed all that clothes. But uh, down here, I I do uh, this rule of thumb when I go out. Not that you need to know, but I'm just telling you. Before I go to the gym, I take a shower. Because I don't want to be generating odor. I mean, you're always generating odor. Generating bad odor. Mal, mal odor, I guess you call it. And odious odor and then after I work out I'll shower and then go into work right or or not usually there's a minimum of two showers a day prior to the gym and after the gym so you got you got to be really adapted to those things and that's how I handle the heat here. Just make sure you got changes of clothing. You don't. You're not carrying around things too much. You're not wearing too much. And uh, I don't necessarily. It's nice to have the windows open. It's really nice. AC's great, but there's nothing like free fresh air that comes in. This episode is going to be dedicated to news. And what I have to say about the news is, the news is what it is, right? Who dictates what the news is? 
depending on what the media source you go to. So if you're a Fox fan, you go to Fox News Network, MSNBC, CNN, BBC, Axios, America Now, Freedom Daily, whatever ones are out there. They dictate what the news is. And some places are driven by their audience, meaning that they deliver the news to the audience that the audience is concerned. So like the uh, India may have an online presence, a presence uh, news organization is for Indian expats, expatriates. And it's news that concerns Indians that live outside India. You know, it could be trade. It could be things going on in India. could be Indian, what Indian Americans are doing here and stuff like that. And I'm talking about Asian Indians, not Native Americans or indigenous. But down here, now in the old days, old days, prior to the Internet, and prior to television, everything was driven by newspapers, Prior to radio and newspapers, and stuff. radio came about. That I guess that chipped away that. But let's say prior to 1919, the advent of the wireless, the radio, there were newspapers. And in the big cities, they had morning editions, afternoon editions, and evening editions. Yes, that was just like the morning news, the afternoon news, and the evening news. And they used to move. They had a deadline. And the deadline was... Like by the minute, not by the day. Nowadays, when you're looking at news, you got to be careful on the internet because you could be looking at something that's two days old, three days old. So when it comes, it's it's interesting as technology has moved ahead where you can instantaneously get news. Yesterday, there was an earthquake near New Zealand and I was on the internet doing some research on a subject and they were giving updates on how they were telling people that live near the coast in New Zealand to look out for a tsunami. That was current news. But then that disappeared because there was no tsunami. So that was just, it could have been a big story and some people want to be on the first wave. So, we still have remnants of older media. And older media today is newspapers. And newspapers also have online presence. And I'll talk about that. But down here in the Keys, especially this part of the Keys, there's several papers. And the local ones, it's a free press. And I forget the other one. Keys, Key Largo, something. But it's really not. The other one, uh, there's the Coconut Telegraph, and that's not necessarily a newspaper. That's more of a scandal sheet, which is great. And they're driven by their advertisers, not by their readership. And there's a subtle difference there. Even though the bigger newspapers depend on advertising, they also get subscriptions. They get people that pay for the news. They pay for online. They pay for at-home delivery. Well, the free press is what exactly what it is. It's the free press. It's free 
doesn't cost anything, meaning it does cost something to them to produce it, but it doesn't cost you to consume it. As well, it shouldn't cost you to consume it because there's very little news that you get. There's no, I have never read a, a moderately important story and that would be the first place I heard it. I would have heard about it before and I would hope sometimes to get more in depth about the issue. And a lot of times they do do it. And mainly it's zoning issues and things like structures they're building about building a building in in Key Largo, whether they're going to build up at, on the northern point of the island here and a community uh, college buildings up there and having uh, classrooms there, which is great. It's great news. And then they carry local stories. You know, someone's shot, someone's killed. There was years ago, there was a, a murder that took place over drugs. And I knew, I didn't know the people exactly, but I, I knew the people around it, meaning it's a small community. And I'm assuming I met these people before. And they did that story. But recently, usually the more in-depth stories aren't getting the coverage. I don't see it. Now, they have their hot-button issues like the genetically the modified mosquitoes. I think it's Oxitec is the name of the company. Talking about controlling. And I spoke about it in yesterday's episode. I'm not going to talk about it today. But that's their issue, and they talk about it, and they talk about both sides, whether people that are against it and the people that are for it. And that's a hot news item that they have, and they get their material from the pro-mosquito-modified people and the anti-modified people. But there's other stories that just don't get the coverage. But would people would find it interesting, which I think is interesting that there would be such low-hanging fruit hanging there, and they choose not to do it. Now, it could be because they worry about people that come and visit here, and they don't want to cast a negative light on the Keys. Recently, uh, several weeks ago, I guess it was about three weeks ago, there was an accident where a motorcycle heading south in Key Largo in the middle of the day was doing in excess of 130, 140 miles an hour. And a car was crossing the road, making a legal crossing of the road from a condominium complex near mile marker 97, 96, 97, yeah, around 96 and a half. And the motorcycle hit it at going such a high rate of speed that it flipped the SUV. And later on, they assumed that uh, four people died. But they couldn't find a motorcyclist. They assumed the motorcyclist died because of such a horrible damage. Well, the SUV flipped, caught fire immediately. And the people weren't able to be extracted from the vehicle. What they found out later is that most of the body of the motorcyclist was found inside the SUV. 
And the story had out, and it was a very, when the story made it to the paper, it pretty much was a summary of the highway patrol report. The how, what, where, but not the who as much. They talked a little, maybe they may have mentioned the victims, the victims. And then they, and they may have mentioned the person that caused it. That, or they may not have, because I haven't, I didn't find a name until I found a posting on social media. And there were people talking about how great the guy was and all this stuff. And I'm saying, wait, hold on, I would shut up right away. You know, and they were shaming the people that were saying this guy killed two people. And he did kill two people by his behavior. His behavior directly contributed to the death of two people. That is a fact. There's no other explanation for it. Okay? You can blame the contributing factors, but I heard people mention that such a dangerous part of the highway. It may or may not have been a dangerous part, but what made it such a dangerous part of the highway that day was a guy going 140 miles per hour on his motorcycle. Not the design of the road. Not where the entrances are. not the, the direct thing was that. And the person's name, I'm not going to talk about it. But he shouldn't have been lionized in the funeral and talked about. Because if he lived, if he had lived, he, would have been, he should have been charged with negligent homicide. If not, um, you know, extreme, what do you call it? Extreme... Negligence, extreme negligence. Because that's like firing, that's almost like firing a gun. And it down, not at anybody in particular, but firing a gun and having a bullet hit someone. But then there was no additional story. There was no story where they were coming from. And that left the rumor mill to go. And the rumor mill just filled the space. When I say filled the space, filled the discussions. Where they were coming from. Where were they coming from? They were coming from uh, a bar going to another bar. And there was another motorcyclist. And the other motorcyclist didn't stop. And they drove around. And you heard stories about, you know, the, the other motorcyclist and a woman going to the guy's place and robbing it. And I don't know why would anybody make up a, uh, necessarily a story when didn't make it. None of, none of the story, there was no follow-up. There was no follow-up on whether the person who was along with them and whether they were doing the same speed, whether they were racing each other and whether he was could be charged with reckless endangerment. But that was the end of the story. There was no more finding out. It says the story would happen. You know, it just stopped. And... You know what was interesting? A lot of people would like to say, I'd like to know more about it. It could have been a more morbid curiosity, but that's the news. The news has always been like that. Just like the Black Dahlia murders in L.A., where the woman's cut in half. That's happened in the 50s or the 40s. That news is morbid. It's, it's not just good news. You know, It's not like, God catches two big lobsters. You know, or... 
uh, fish jump. You know, they talk about it. They, they, they talk about the stories. They don't go into depth sometimes about the local. Now, another, rec- another recent one that occurred was a woman, and this was last week, traveling at a high rate of speed around 4.30 in the morning, 4.35 in the morning, hit a power transfer case, maybe transformer or something like that, around mile marker 98 in the southbound, off the southbound lanes of Route 1. Immediately killing herself. And I'll go into more detail. But it also caused a blackout in the area. And shut down the highway for hours. For hours. About six, seven hours. It, it shut it down. It shut down the whole highway. The whole southbound highway. And you, They shut down the schools. All the schools were shut down. And was, Like I said, this is a small community and there's a lot of places going one way in, one way out. So, the people that were that saw the accident before it was shut down and went by it, noticed that there was just pieces of cars. They assumed there was multiple cars in that accident and multiple people that died. But what happened, it was one car that got torn apart by the impact and one person who they put in multiple body bags Yes, I'm not going to go into more detail. Now, that's extreme. Now, a lot of that news also serves as, like I will come back to the motorcycle, acts as a deterrent. Well, this person, in, in this case, wasn't, maybe not have been a deterrent because preliminary reports are that she intended on a suicide, that the accident followed an argument she was having with her partner. And they're from the Key West, and they're from Key West, and they were t- staying in Key Largo. And there was a s- story last week about it. I think there was a story about it in, in the line. But the main story, it's funny, was in the Orlando Sentinel. Not in the Keys Weekly, not in the Free Press. No additional story. In our backyard, in our front yard, uh, yard actually, when it shuts down everything. And so other papers are reporting it. And you're, you're thinking, why wouldn't they report this? Because this is what they want. It's like having a restaurant and you feature something that draws people in. I'm just calling a restaurant because it keeps bartender like happy hour. You draw people in. You bring them in. Half price drinks. Blah, blah, blah. What your lead story is the big story. Everyone was affected. Everyone was affected by that were, was in the Keys, in the upper Keys last week, was affected by that accident. All the other stories that occurred in the, in the newspaper this week, and I can barely remember. One is about the genetically modified mosquitoes. One's about some guy that stole a car in Miami and then drove down here in the Keys, which is stupid, once again. If you're making an escape to drive into the Keys, 
I don't know if you think there's another exit out of here, but at mile marker zero, that's it when you go hit Key West. There's no going further unless you get on the ferry. There's a high-speed ferry, I think, that comes from Naples or something like that. But Naples, Florida, not Naples, Italy. Now, if you're not going to put that big story on the front news, the one where that shuts down all the traffic, what is your choice? You know, high school to extend parking lot, right? Is that a big story? Or local coffee shop decides to open an outside uh, patio. You're not going to talk about the big story. Two days ago, yesterday, but two days ago online, I saw a story, and it was not a key story from outside the keys, about, it says, Florida resort community, exclusive Florida resort community jumps line for vaccine. And I'm thinking, I live near an exclusive Florida resort community. It's called Ocean Reef in North Key Largo. But there's tons of them. It could be Mar Largo or, you know, something like that in Palm Beach. Nope. The next story I saw was exclusive Keys, Florida Resort Community, jumps line. So there's the story. Shows up. Not really picked up. You don't see it locally. Nobody talks about it locally. Because so many people, and I'll get to that a little later, stuff, are affected by, they're concerned about doing things. I'm not trying to be a gadfly. I don't hate the rich. I don't. I'm much like, who's those crazy people out there that want to, that think, uh, when they, you know, they say they, uh, they think that people like me, oh, I think Rubio said it, Marco Rubio, that people just hate the rich. No, I do not hate the rich. Someday I would like to be the rich. I know I'm getting a little late start, but I'd like to be part of the rich. But I do hate not hearing a story. I do hate sneaky stuff. No, I've been sneaky. I've been sneaky before. You know, I've been in relationships. Everyone that's been in multiple, more than a few relationships, you've been sneaky before. Not sneaky anymore, though. So let's get to back to the fucking issue. So yesterday, CNN picks up on it. And it's a Miami Herald story. That's Miami Herald initially broke the story. Now, Miami Herald, they're... Hard news. And that's where hard news comes. Some people call it fake news and stuff like that. They don't want to hear about it. It's fake news. Well, news is news. It subjectively isn't, whether it's the right or left. Like Como, the governor of New York, harassing his aides and these young women. That's news. It's subjective news. Now, because you don't like it calling it fake, I understand that's your prerogative. The rest of us view it as news. Just like science. Science is science. Right? News can be objective on how you... You can be objective with the news by how you interpret it. But some things are so quite clear. Like the motorcyclist going 140 miles an hour. 
that's clear his behavior caused the death of the two people that died. The two innocents that died, let's call it, because he's not an innocent. Once you go 140 miles an hour on the highway with a thing, you're not an innocent. And then when someone says, oh, he regularly goes 140 miles an hour, he may have been popping a wheelie at the same time. Oh, he died. Oh, okay. Well, that tends to happen when you go 140 miles an hour and try to pop a wheelie or stuff like that. But once you kill someone else, then you're contributing in their death. Okay, back to the Ocean Reef story. The, the story goes on CNN. I'll leave that there, for the details to people. But to boil it down, they received 1,200 doses of vaccine in mid-January. Followed by receiving, followed by Ocean Reef, the gated community in North Carolina. That's, you know, very wealthy people live up there. It's very expensive to get a membership. There was a flurry of contributions to Governor DeSantis's re-election campaign or one of his campaigns. There was just a flurry of them that came, came through for it. Now, the governor automatically responded saying there's no connection with that. And Miami Herald, to its credit, the guy came on and says, we did not directly say that the governor had anything to do with, with that right away. But the denial is interesting in the beginning when there was no accusation made. Okay? And it is not the first time this has been reported because there's several other communities have received preferential treatment or skipped the line in Florida. And there were, I'd have to say, wealthier communities that received it. And it's a tendency, if you're wearing glasses that only sees your constituency and you view your constituency as the affluent, you may not have the vision to see that as governor, you're also supposed to take care of everyone else too. Every other citizen, not just the people that voted for you. Because pretty much I'd be screwed here. Because everything is almost Republican now. It's moving that way in the Keys. It's moving that way in Florida. We used to be purple. At some point, they thought they were going to turn blue. But, you know, who knows? You know, they, 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 the, the whole thing is going one, you know, it's going, pushing one way. But there's the story. There's the main story, Ocean Reef. Now, next week, the proof in the pudding will be what kind of story will the free press print or if it'll print at all, other than a summarized version of the accusations or of the story, which I predict the, the being a free press, like I said, they get most of their funding, almost all their funding, is from advertisers. It's not from the people, none of the it's from people that read the paper. But, you know, it's like saying, well, if you don't have the stories that people don't want to read, why are you advertising in a paper that no one wants to read? Why open the paper? I opened it this week expecting to hear a little more story about the woman that crashed her car. And I did not hear anything. There was no blurb in that. There were other ones. 
There was an interesting story about a man in Marathon, or, or near Marathon, I think it was, or south of Marathon, and a woman is sunbathing, and she opens her eyes. And I assume the guy, there's a man standing near her masturbating. And she starts screaming. And her companion, boyfriend, is in the water snorkeling. He eventually hears it and he comes and approaches the guy. And they get into an altercation. And the guy who was caught, and I'm, I'm throwing in masturbating because they said he was committing a sex act and he wasn't assaulting her. So I'm assuming it's masturbating. Yeah, I don't think he was taking a dildo and shoving it up his ass. But, so the altercation includes the guy gets a charcoal, guy gets the uh, assailant, or not assailant, whatever the guy is in a chokehold, and he bites him. Eventually, bystanders subdue him, and the police arrive, or the sheriff's department arrives, and they get the whole story. That's in there. That's an interesting story. That would be a good headline story. That would have been a great headline story. It's not the headline story, is it? Headline story was the GM mosquitoes. Which, yes, the people that are concerned about that, that's the number one story. But I'll tell you something. The headline story being man caught masturbating in front of a sunbather is a much bigger headline. And if I was in, you know, you don't really want that probably as your headline. But then again, it's in the paper anyway. I mean, don't people lead with their best attribute? If someone has good hair, they spend a lot of time on their hair, Right? If boobs weren't so important, cosmetic surgery, breast enhancement wouldn't be such a huge slice of, no pun intended, of plastic surgery. So, you know, last couple of years ago, we had the walking masturbator down the uh, highway who was making his way to uh, the lover's boutique. That was a good story, but that was buried inside there too. So whenever there's, it seems to be like a local or someone... They kind of downplay it. It's not as big a story. Unless it's one everyone knows anyway. So they might as well repeat it. But it seems as if the free press knows what it is and what it isn't. I understand that. And the Miami Herald understands what it is and what it isn't. And on the front section of the Miami Herald, it's a newspaper. It tells the news. Good, bad, or ugly. Right? So I used to get really disappointed by that. And then I realized, wait a second. Why would the free press go? It'd be kind of doing that to spite their face. I, on the other hand, can report on Ocean Reef. I don't get money from them. I don't get money from advertisers yet. I may never get money from advertising. Because of what I do. And I'm not saying I'm... I mean, if I wanted to, and if I just wanted to be that thing where I just go and kiss ass and talk about how great some place is, just like the Catch Restaurant at Mile Marker 102 Oceanside, which is open daily for lunch and dinner. <laughs> there I go. Well, I work there. I work there. I'm going to advertise that they take care. 
I consider them a sponsor of this show. And uh, the woman that cuts my hair at Plaza 103, Bayside, Cutting Design by Doris. That's a great place to get your hair cut. Tell them the Keys bartender sent you. Um, She doesn't pay. She just cuts my hair. I love her to death. I just want her to get as much business as possible. I love a good thing. And my friend Dee Dee, who's a hairstylist above Publix. I have my wife who does uh, nail tech down in Almorada. I just, I'm supporting local business. I have Doc's Diner. Great place for breakfast. The Conk House. Another great place for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, Doc's a great place for breakfast and lunch. Uh, I, I support these places. And I won't do anything. Obviously, I won't do anything to probably hurt them. So maybe that's why the free press does it. Maybe they're just like a big brochure. And they do throw in news items. Someone gets murdered, they're going to report it. There was a recent, uh, recent, four years ago, four years ago recently, it'll be four years late September coming up. So that's less than six months from now. A woman right around, for such a small community, It's interesting. There's been a lot of death and mayhem down here. Just as much as people I know have been killed in the Keys as when I knew them in Philadelphia. So safer, it's just like at least in the Keys, you're more likely to be killed by someone you know. Like any place. You don't see these shows on television, Death in Paradise and all this stuff, Murder in Paradise, something in the tropics and all this stuff, right? Because it happens everywhere. It's just the smaller a community, more likely it is someone that you know did it. And in a bigger community, more likely than not, someone you know did it. Right? But there may be more violent things going on where there's more bystanders. It's just crowded. Who knows? It's the fucking where to, you know, roll the dice. So, when I put in a thing, the free press isn't necessarily free. They are, con- they do have their constituency, and their constituency is their advertisers. When it comes to, it depends on who you see your constituency as. My constituency here for the podcast are the listeners. 100% the listeners. I have no other constituency. I have no other... I, I mean, I do get some resources from money from the amount of listens that I get from, too. I get some payback from that. And maybe it's like 25 to 30% of my cost. And eventually I'm going to put in a clothing, I think, Apogee affiliate market. I like that. I think I'm going to go, go with Apogee because I actually this clothes I would wear... So wrinkle-free, soft cotton clothing is great. And I'm thinking that's something I can actually get behind. That's a pre-commercial commercial. But it still won't be my constituency. The great thing about it is I don't think there's any story that would probably hold back from me doing that unless I start doing how cotton contributes to human sex trafficking. 
or baby trading. Not that there's such a thing as baby baby rentals. Remember, I did baby rentals before. Keys, baby rentals. I did not rent babies. That was the main thing, remember? Keys, baby rentals. We do not rent babies. That's when I rented baby equipment to vacationers. Yep, I'm a multi-talented guy. Maybe not. Maybe I am not that talented. Oh, and just to re, uh, before we sign off, I just want to say... Donald Trump still isn't president. So we'll find out what the next, what's the next thing that's going to uh, come up with the, the Q crowd and see what other crazy thing that is. Uh, and and stay, stay alert because the metadata that they get, they're getting on the cell phones they're for representatives that were receiving and sending messages to some of the people that were involved with the insurrection will be become big news. Will become big news. Because I imagine, and this is just me, that some of the insurrectionists will be making a bargain with investigators. And that bargain will probably include the offering of messages sent and received from members of Congress. The thing is, numbers don't lie, meaning there's going to be enough people out there they are going to have it once a couple fall, one or two fall, and you're going to face some stiff sentences. They will be giving up these people And that will be very interesting. And how stupid can you be? I mean, if you're going to send a message, literally, I mean, they are stupid because obviously I know government employees, the FBI uh, uh, agent sent a message to his girlfriend going back and forth. I mean, his, his lover whatever it was prior to Trump that he hated Trump and she hated Trump back and forth in a, in a message. Why wouldn't you just say it? Why would you have to send it in the text message? If you're the lover, don't you have like pillow talk? I mean, shitty pillow talk. That's shitty pillow talk. If right before you're about to fuck, you start talking about your political, oh my God, I fucking hate Biden. And then it goes up, or I fucking hate Trump. Or I fucking hate Um, he was some crazy politician David Duke that's some crazy pillow talk but there are times you chat and then when you're apart instead of talking about the body part you appreciate of your lover that's what you do in in the 1800s they would just sing sonnets how much they love you know I love her milky white breast her long tresses you know, all that stuff. You don't. You, why would you send text? Text messages really failed. I, I get. It. I get it. I don't really understand unless if someone's talking. I'm thinking if someone's talking other than, uh, and I'm not talking about Como harassing someone. I'm talking about a reciprocated conversation. A reciprocated conversation. A text going back and forth. If. If someone starts talking, a girl starts talking about someone else like that, I realize the deal is not 
an affair de coeur, affair of the heart. It's just two people talking about bullshit. I don't know if they're lovers. I mean, if it's a lover, I'd be talking about the next time we're going to get together. Hey, let's go out for a drink. Let's go. Blah, 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 blah. You know, all that bullshit. I don't want to give away all my secrets. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. It's been a particularly long show today. And I'd, I'd like to ask you, if you do appreciate the show, if you do me a great favor, share this episode with your friends, your family. Like us on Facebook. Leave us a review on your preferred listening app. Please leave us a review on your preferred listening app. The more reviews we get, the wider the audience we're exposed to. Much like the guy in the lower keys who exposed himself, but not as offensive. Okay? Send us a message if you have any questions to jimmykeysbartender.com. I'd like to thank you for listening. And here we go, signing off. Talk to you later. Bye.